0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Farscape Rewatch Season 3, Episode 15. I am Karl Hats, and with me is Red Nightmare. There's a hole in the sky, through which I can fly. (laughs) Ah yes, but it's a wormhole. Ah, wormholes. Ah, Fastcape. Yep, we are back uh, for Part 2 of Infinite Possibilities, the two-parter. Last week was Daedalus Demands, and this week is Icarus Abides. And in this episode, I finally realized why we've got Daedalus and Icarus. Father and son. Amongst other things, yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. There there actually there is like a there's not just like a a name for no reason there's a there's a reason behind it mm-hmm. so previously on Farscape, i mean we start out with previously on of course cuz it's a two part episode previously on next uh, last week yeah but we do also have some previously on you know like from season 1 a few little mm-hmm. bits of john and Furlough being like oh this would be valuable or oh blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and then last t- week which was they go back to dambada Find out fellow has been making wormholes with a scan of John's ship and has a phase stabilizer so they can go through wormholes, but the base has been under attack by charids, and the charids are aligned with the Scarons and the Scarons are coming to get them, and they want to get the wormhole tech, and basically it's a bad idea to give it to them. Mm-hmm. And Jack, yeah, <laughs> And Jack the Ancient is there, who's like, okay, wormhole, no one should have wormhole technology, let's get rid of this and then the Scarrans scan Furlow's PC <laughs> we'll scan a computer she up- should have installed uh, a security drive antivirus and mm. uh, download some of the information so they can make their own face stabilizer which is not the whole picture and so Jack's like right we have to blow them up so let's retool a face stabilizer thing into a weapon so he wants to unlock the wormhole knowledge in John's head to do that but he can't because Harvey's there yeah, and they really don't want to show that
1: stuff in front of Harvey.
0: So Jack's like, "Right, we can together. We can drive Harvey out." And so they try that. And then the end of last week's episode was there was a roller coaster ride with John and Harvey, and they fall off. And then and Harvey is in control again. Yeah, we wake up, and that's where we, that's where we kick off the first scene after all the previously on is Aaron with a gun to Scorpius John's head. Yes, and uh, of course Ben Browder is back in full like Scorpius makeup mm-hmm. and costume. It's great, I love it. And so they're sort of bent- looking over each other and you know doing his usual thing of like, yes, yeah, there- officer of Son He quickly manages to get up,
1: but hmm. Aaron still has him on gunpoint. Po- and, gun and he's basically like, Crichton was never fond of sharing his um, mind with me but I'm more than ready to share his body with you.
0: Like, oh, oh, you creepy yeah. bastard. Yeah. <laughs> He's also kind of taunting her, like, oh, yes, you wouldn't see if you would fire on Crichton. Like, the, his mind may be gone, but his body is still functional and still all yeah. there and could be yours if you want it. Mm-hmm. Again, remember last time, I said this last week, but last time Harvey was in control of Crichton was when Aaron died. yeah. And actually, oh, okay, I have this in my notes. I love they bring this up because while she's got a gun to his head, Scorpius Crichton says that, it's like, oh, and Zan gave her life for you. What a waste. Yeah. Like, I was like, <laughs> you know, what a waste that was. And I'm like, oh, they brought it up. Oh, they mentioned oh, it. That's, oh, that's, all below the belt. Yeah. Below the belt. And so i I actually really glad they brought that up. I was like, oh, callbacks. And then they get up and basically... Aaron is about to shoot him. When Jack jumps in, it's like, no! No, don't do it. And I'm like, why, what? And she's like, no, what are you doing? What are you doing? And Jack says, look, can't you see the clone is dying? And it wants her to shoot Crichton so that he dies as well. Hold it. (laughs) It's a little bit of a fake out because at the end of, you know, the cliffhanger at the end of part one, it's like, oh, no, Harvey's in control again. And then part two, fairly quickly, it's, resolved of like, aha, got you, no he's actually dying.
1: Yeah, no. Like I said, it's exactly what Scorpius would do. It's like mm. if I'm going down I'm
0: taking John with me. Yeah. Like it makes sense. I was just like I was not quite expecting it to be sorted out so quickly because Jack's like, No, okay, no, he's the clone is dying and then Scorpius John says to Aaron's like, Officer Fisher Sun, you must be more decisive next time. Shoot quicker. It's... A soldier should shoot quicker.
1: And I was like, well, Aaron's not a soldier anymore. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, but then John, like, yells, his his head goes back, and he drops down to his knees, and we there are some cuts to Aaron and Jack, and then when it cuts back to Crichton, it's regular Crichton out of makeup, and he's like, oh, no, it's me. I'm back. He's gone. He's finally gone. And so he and Aaron embrace and, like, Oh, so okay. Harvey seems to be finally gone from oh, Brighton. Wow. Finally. In the next cut, he says, It's like having
1: been in pain your entire life, and mm. suddenly it's not there anymore. You mean like pilot? Yeah, remember when that happened? Like, remember that, when you that found was that out? A, sp- a very specific description, uh,
0: John. Very dis- specific. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he seems to be finally free. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, we then also see what's going on on Talon because they got round to the dark side of the planet before mm-hmm. and Crais and Stark are trying to fix everything and Crais says to Stark no 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 there's something wrong so I know Talon I know this ship something else is wrong beyond everything being broken
1: <laughs> yeah there's something
0: off balance here and Crais still can't see so he's like to Stark like right check this panel and check these things and Stark's like there's nothing wrong you're being paranoid Although <laughs> <laughs> although this is weird, oh, look, there's uh, Bay 2 recently did atmosphere replenishment like it was open, but yeah, we, we... we we went in pod, in Bay 1. And Chris is like, "Tell and seal all, uh, all hatches now." Uh, but before they can seal off the bridge, a scarron walks in yeah, and like grabs the door, rips it open again. Yeah, and just like does his funky hand heat beam thing on Microwave both of them. Hands. Microwave beam, yeah, knocks them that, both that, down. That's more- Calling it now, microwave hand. And they get knocked down to the crown. So, like, oh shit, this is scarring on board Talon. Great, great because things weren't bad enough already. Mm. So then we go back to uh, everybody else, Crichton and Aaron. And so Crichton and Aaron are talking a bit, and they're actually very close and kissing and embracing because he's finally free, he's okay, and you know, it's. Like, he's, he's actually, it's like, so relieved at it. And so Furlo comes back in with more of the equipment that uh, Jack needs to yeah. make the weapon, or whatever it is that's going to destroy the Scarons And <laughs> he gives him something, some sort of, you know, part. And, like, oh here's here's this thing you wanted. And he's like, what, this? This is it? Didn't is you have it. anything better than this? Furlow's
1: Furlo's like, look, I searched over half the facility. <laughs> and there. it's like... And search to the other half. Yeah. <laughs> and Furlow's
0: like <sighs> Okay. And then off she goes. They really and... give Furlow a hard time. Mm. But she I mean she wants to sell it to everybody, so I mean, they justifiably give her a hard time, yeah. but they still give her a hard time. <laughs> it's true. So Crichton goes to Jack now because well, I think Jack said Jack actually Jack calls while... he calls him over.
1: It's actually very subtle because uh, well, John and Aaron are embracing, he lightly touches. Uh, John on the back of the head. and It's like, mm. John, come on. I need your help with this. And it's like, okay, but you're going to have to unlock the knowledge. I just did. <laughs> it's like that touch on the back of his head was the, like, the trigger. <laughs> but it's going to take a while. It's it's not. He's not going to get it all in one go. Otherwise, his brain would melt.
0: Yeah, it needs time to process everything. But uh, it's going to get there, and you're going to be able to build this thing and understand wormholes. So, mm-hmm. cool. So, John's got, you know, his Harvey's gone. He's got wormholes figured out everything's coming up John yeah you know whose cards are not coming up is it Rigel oh
1: yes (laughs) last we saw him he had a piece of shrapnel in his stomach
0: hmm and he was like unconscious in the gun turret and so the base comes under attack again the charids come in and Rigel's not doing anything because he's just in the turret and uh, unconscious and so the chariots keep getting closer. So then we cut back up to Talon again, and we see the Scarron interrogating Crace and Stark. And this is like your regular Scarron puppet. I think it's probably the same one we've seen a few times before, just I in, be different clothes. If
1: this is the one. I think we've even seen these clothes before. Oh, it was probably. Either the one that interrogated John or the one that showed up at. Uh, that was frozen
0: hmm, at yeah.
1: the uh, Diagnosion's base. Yeah. One of the other. The, the, the get ups looks familiar to me. But yeah, I mean, he's basically like who are you what are you doing here no,
0: this Chris is like no we're we're a commerce ship we're looking for repairs and he's say like, this is a peacekeeper vessel of some kind and are you a peacekeeper what is your rank and Chris is like, i'm not a peacekeeper i have no rank and I mean, it's not like technically true but then stark steps in it's like no 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 let me tell you the truth we stole this ship we stole it, and I am—I'm a Bannock slave. I'm his he, slave. Pointing to Grace. A, he,
1: used to, he, he used to be a peacekeeper. He used to be a captain. He stole this ship, mm. and uh, everybody wants to kill him—kill uh, us now. And it's like. And who are you? I'm—I'm I'm a Bannock slave. His slave. And I and want him dead. Kill him. Kill him.
0: <laughs> it's like kill him, and I'll serve you. I'll become your slave. And the Scaron sort of ignores that and looks at Grace and says, "You must make this ship operational." I want the ship. Okay. And a very smart play from Stark. Yeah. The best lies are based in truth. I, I remember that the idea with the microwave hand is that they can at least force or partially like coerce people into telling the truth. It's either some kind of mind reading or torture device or both, really. Yeah, it's it's ambiguous how it really works, but mm.
1: him being that open with the information and also being like kill Chris, which I'm certain a part of Stark would like to see happen.
0: Mm, yeah, but the Scarron wants Telen operational so he can have it for himself. So, when we go back down to Crichton, and he's like, I don't feel any different. Weird. I feel smarter. And uh, Jack's like, okay, uh, well, give me an oscillation dampener. And Crichton just picks up a thing and hands it to him. It's like, this isn't a. Dampener. it's like well no but if you you know take this bit and then twiddle this bit and then use this thing then you can make it into a, a dampener and jack's like oh yeah nice i know that I... but how did you know that and he's like oh <laughs> just like whoa oh this is cool cool man <laughs> Cool. <laughs> so it's just bubbling up under the surface subconsciously. But then the chariots keep attacking. Eren goes outside
1: to check what what the hell's going on and she gets fired on for a bit, which she's okay, and then she manages to get to the gun turret Just as the chariot is about to go in and knife
0: Rigel. Yeah, he's climbing Club up into off. it. And Ryze is like, oh, oh, what happened? And Eren's like, right, I'm taking over, you're too hurt to keep going. And Rice is like, no, no, you're still
1: mobile, get me some food. And I'll say here, it's like, you want to eat now? (laughs) Yes. But Rigel Just, says, like, if I eat food, I can keep going. Look, you're still ball. I'm not. I can operate this thing. Mm. I'm like, wow, Rigel. Okay. I
0: mean, he also gets to shoot more chariots, which is clearly what he enjoys doing. Yes, I do. It's not entirely altruistic, but... It never is with Rigel. So, yeah, so she's going to go get him some food, and so he can keep operating the cannon. So, then we go back to Crichton again, and he's like, hmm... I'm starting to understand more of this, and again, like, doing more things for Jack, of like, okay, here's this thing, and like, I don't have a oscill- a flip, or whatever it blob, Flippity-blop. And yeah, and it's like, well, okay, take this thing, and then use this to invert it, and then it's like, oh yeah, cool, nice, nice. And I like that John,
1: there's a look on John's face, and he takes a step back, It's like, Jack, what are we building? Because that knowledge slowly starts to dot, apparently starts to connect dots for him. Hmm. It's like, what are we building? And Jack says to him, we're building a displacement engine.
0: And John's like, so whatever this is, this one that will take out a scar and dreadnought. Like, yes. Yeah. And then after that, and Jack says, we destroy it. But how far are you going to take this? Are you going to try and put the toothpaste
1: back into the tube?
0: and Jack says that's gonna be very difficult to do I don't think I can yeah but you're gonna give the old college try aren't you yeah I like that line from John and Jack's got like this sort of look on his face of he's not saying no no cuz John asks are you gonna kill all of us right Aaron
1: furlough me it's like um, Aaron poses no threat furlough I'm not entirely
0: certain and then John asks what about me Jack says well I no longer doubt your intentions Which is, like, the most non-committal answer. (laughs) What I'm hearing
1: is, like, no, look, is a liability. I trust you. I know
0: that you don't have any... Because he doubted him at the
1: start of the first episode.
0: Yeah, but... He seriously did. I know, but the the line itself is ambiguous. Oh, yes. Like, I no longer doubt your intentions. Makes no statement about what those intentions are. Just that I, I don't doubt what they are anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. So oh, it is it's... left ambiguous as to whether or not Jack would go through with it and actually kill Crichton because he has wormhole knowledge. Yeah, but I'm not expecting him to do it. I don't know I'm an optimist. <laughs> well after everything he's been talking about about how dangerous wormhole knowledge is, it wouldn't be surprising if he did try. Yeah. Like, I've unlocked I mean, your wormhole gave... knowledge so we we can serve this purpose and then I'm gonna kill you. But they gave John the
1: knowledge in the first
0: place. Well he did. Jack yeah. did, so mm, yeah. It, that's what I mean. It's ambiguous. We don't know. I think he's deliberately left that way so that the audience is a bit like, uh, "Is he going to?" I don't. I don't know. I don't think so, but can't uh-huh. be sure. Yeah, and so Jack needs a quarter. He's almost done. They're almost done with this thing, and he needs a quarter of an arm to finish. And has brought him some partanium, and which is like in a metal tin. He's like, right, yeah. When I Do this, uh, you all need to stay clear so you don't get exposed to radiation. Yeah. It's like, I'll be fine. I'm, you know, I'm an alien. I'm a space alien, a magic alien. And so Crichton and Aaron go recheck the perimeter, and Furlow brings Jack the rest of the stuff he needs.
1: Yeah, just as Jack finishes up inserting the radioactive piece.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's. Furlow comes back in, and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like, okay, no, it's fine. I haven't started the reaction yet. No, I, I, I've put the casing on. I mean, it could have been stronger.
1: Maybe should be stronger, but it'll work. It'll be fine. It's not on.
0: And Fellow is asking, like, well, when you switch this on, can you turn it off? And he's like, nope. Once it's on, it's on. Like, if there's no emergency shutdown. And then after 1.4 arms, the device melts down and destroys itself.
1: Yeah, keep it out of anybody's hands.
0: So he's only got one chance to do this, and Jack says he's, he's going to
1: fly the module. Yeah, it's like, does John know this? No, and I don't want to have an argument with him about
0: it. So he's prepared to fly off and do it himself. So, okay. Yeah, selfless sacrifice. But then he's like, Right, Furlow, I'm going to initiate the thing. You need to get out of here. She's like, "Uh, No, that's not going to happen. And she turns around with a pulse pistol in her hand. Can't let you do that, Jack. (laughs) Yeah, then she's staring down Jack.
1: And Jack's like, look, you can't do this. We need to keep this out of people's hands. No, we need to keep this in the hands of the Scarons and get paid.
0: Yeah, fellow is still
1: trying to make some money out of this. Yeah, and Jack just gives a cocky smile. It's like,
0: you're not going to shoot. Turns around, and she does shoot. She just get, he gets shot in the back, like twice. Yeah. And goes down, and he's like, well, I you And then then she does like a whistling noise. Yeah, and then from the ceiling... High up in the ceiling, these two ropes come down, and rappelling down them are two chariots. Oh, furlough! Uh, God damn it! Yeah, so she Filled comes, and the chariots are like, "What is this? What? Is this? Who is this?" And so I had to kill Jack because he wouldn't have cooperated. But I have this here, this thing. This thing. What, what is... does it do? Uh,
1: I... Well, um, uh, I don't know exactly what it does, but it's certainly worth a lot of money. And they said it could uh, destroy a Scaran dreadnought. It's like, this? Ah, it doesn't,
0: this thing. doesn't even look finished. It's like, well, nah, I can uh, finish it. I'll be fine. Anyway, we need to go. <laughs> She's like, right, well, I'm going to fly the module out of here with it. And he's like, huh, no, we will, I will fly the module, says one of the chariots. Like, because they say they don't trust her anymore, since she allowed too many of them to die um, attacking the base and she said well look if i had to do that okay i had to do that because otherwise if they figured out i was on your side you know i would have been in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. and they're like well we're not no we still don't trust you we're not sure of your loyalties and they clearly draw their guns yep
1: I'm like oh that's what you get for working with scumbags furlough
0: mm-hmm. and so we cut to Crichton, air and walking through like the corridors of the base and we hear two gunshots and like oh crap and they start running like Furlow jack and run in there and uh, when they get in she's down on the ground like you know in pain a bit and the, but there are two dead chariots and she says the chariots snuck in <laughs> and I, I nailed them but they got jack and I'm like holy shit
1: Furlow's quick on the draw <laughs> she managed to from a position where she had her hands up mm. draw her pulse pistol shoot someone, and then shoot the other before they can shoot her.
0: Yep. That's pretty impressive. And so John goes over to Jack, he's like, no, 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 Jack, come on, come on, buddy. And Jack sort of is just lying there on the ground, blood pooling around him, he's sort of just barely holding on, looks up at John, and then, then he does die, and when he does, he reverts back to the alien form. We see him, like, morph through it. What I find funny is we see him morph through it in, like, close-up in CG. Yeah. And he, like, morphs back, and then we cut to, like, a High angle shot, looking down on the floor with Crichton kneeling over him, and it's the puppet from uh, the first time around. Yep, that's lying there. So it's like, oh, okay, we, they still have that puppet. We'll put that. We'll put that in yeah. there. That. And that's why you keep those things around. Yeah, John does say to him before Jack dies,
1: "I'll finish it. I'll keep your ancients safe." Yes, I have a slight problem with this death. They describe the ancients as godlike aliens, right? Broadly, why is he not even wearing a vest? Like. He himself is completely naked. Now the shield generator. Now the vest. Nothing to eat. Heck, John has more protection, <laughs> more protection than this
0: guy. Uh,
1: like, yeah, wear something.
0: <laughs> well, you see, they don't believe in clothes.
1: <laughs> then wear a wristband with a shield generator on it. You yeah. can you can create freaking wormholes. You can't even get a low level energy field.
0: Nah. Well, he got shot and died. So. Yeah. Still, like. It's just. That's what you get when you when you get to god tier
1: technology level. You get so incredibly arrogant. Yeah, like nothing can touch. I'm ancient
0: alien and oh, I've been shot. I'm invincible. Down, (laughs) man, down. I never saw that coming. Ah, uh, so they're then arguing with Furlow. It's like, how did the Charids get in? I thought you had booby traps. And it's like, I told you, they must have snuck in. And, and like, she's like, yeah, and I thought like you were protecting the perimeter. And uh, Aaron's like, look, go check your booby traps again and make sure that they're working. She's like, okay, fine. And Aaron tells, says to Kryten, it's like, okay, you have to finish the device. You've got to do that. That's our only hope of getting out of this alive. And Crichton's like, well, I hope so. I hope I can do it. I'll start working on it. I'll probably pick it up as I go along. Yeah. <laughs> he, he says,
1: slightly unconvinced about it.
0: Yeah. So then we go back to Talon, and Stark is talking to Chris and says, like, Talon's senses are still recovering. Once they're you know, back to full strength, we can target and kill the scarron with Talon's internal guns.
1: Yeah, and, but Chris is like, that would require a lot of fire, and
0: even then it's not foolproof? No, because Scaron's hides are extremely tough. You know, they take <laughs> a lot of pistol fire to be taken down so if it's gonna do that they have to to come up with a proper plan yeah. not just shoot at him and so as they're talking about this this scarron comes back in and is like oh why is it not ready yet why is it not working i couldn't find a pilot why don't you have a pilot
1: yeah and stark is like look this ship doesn't have a pilot doesn't... It doesn't need one look look And he grabs Krace, shows Krace at the back of Krace's neck it's like mm. look you use a transponder to control this ship. This this one was ripped out because he had got shot
0: by a solar flare. But uh yeah, that's that's how this works. And it's like, Oh and it gives you complete control. It's like, Yes, yes, yes the Scaron grabs, like, You will make one for me. I want a neural transponder. Instruct the ship to create one. And Stark's
1: like, Okay, okay. As the Scaron has left, he leans over to Krace and is like, I'm very sorry about that, but if I hadn't told him that he would have forced it out of you anyway.
0: And Christ is like, no, 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 you did good. Tell Talon to make two transponders, one for me and one for the Scaron.
1: And I'm like, ooh, I, I'm mm, smart, yeah. very smart.
0: Going for a battle of the mind, I see. Mm. So then we go back down to the planet, back to Eren and Crichton. Eren is talking to Crichton as he's working on the device. And he remembers the final bits of, he gets the final bits of wormhole information. We see flashes of the ancients, uh, wormhole, him traveling through it, stuff like that. And it's like, it's all lined up. I know exactly what this does. And Aaron says, like, well, could it destroy a dreadnought? And he's like, yeah, it could destroy a planet. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, this thing's like, yeah, it's designed to self-destruct after one use. So that's all. We get. We're only going to get one shot at this. Well, hang up, hang up. Destroy
1: a planet. Mm. Pardon? That's yeah. like, What?
0: Yeah, it's obscenely powerful. That's why he's like yeah. you're not it's like you're no one supposed to have this power. That's why it's blowing up after one use. But it's our only way out to use it to destroy the dreadnought. Destroying a planet is
1: no small feat. Like a ship is infinitely smaller than a planet. Yes. Well, not
0: infinitely, but hugely. A, a lot a lot smaller. Yeah, like like I said this this is kind of this whole thing with this device and like nobody should have this power. It's really dangerous and stuff it's all very much like uh parallel to uh nuclear weapons yeah weapons of mass destruction yeah especially when jack is like right i'm gonna finish it and put all the the radioactive bit in it the, the you know it's the space metal that needs that we put in here and it gets radioactive mm-hmm. but like okay so you really are going for the nuclear weaponry kind oh, yeah. of thing only on the galactic scale yeah on a much bigger scale so it's like oh this is this is way too powerful and so Furlow comes back, and she's like, right, well, there's a big hole in the sewage pipe. I found where they got in. Yeah, did you close it? And she's like, with what? What am I going to close it with? And Aaron just grabs some some grenades. He's like, fine, I'll close it. <laughs> and Aaron walks away. So You can hear Furlow's like, I'll close it. <laughs> this, is how, this is what you sound like. <laughs> Then um, we go back up to the Talon, and they're walking through the, like, the corridors of Talon, and the Scaron comes across Stark, and he's like, Where is the transponder? I want it now! I want the transponder soon! It's going to take a while. It's, Talon is working on it. It, it. It'll be here. And he's like, oh, get, get it done! And walks off. So, you know, a little quick scene of that. And... Just to remind us that's, that that's still going. Hmm. I do. I mean, this B plot is fine, and it's not detracting from anything else. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Although I like it's as interesting because they add a little bit of extra peril to Talon and Crace. You know, when they were mm-hmm. in enough from last episode where they just had to get to somewhere safe, but the scar like the scar and Dreadnought. Basically, they sent an advanced, you know, scout out or something. Yeah, that's this why is... they're there. We didn't mention that actually. Well, the, Aaron
1: to... brings that up at some point.
0: Um well because they don't know
1: yet yeah they don't know but because they can't get into contact with talon aaron is like they could be in trouble because the Scarron's always send a yeah. uh, scout party which makes
0: sense yeah it's only at that point when aaron brings that up that we that, then it's clear why that Scarran is there yeah oh you know it's easy to infer because like oh they sent like one guy out because it's just one Scarran. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not directly stated until Aaron is like, oh, they, occasionally they will send out advanced scouts and so on. I mean,
1: it makes sense. You don't want to commit such a large ship without at least knowing you're not wanting yeah, to a trap. Yeah, scouting
0: ahead makes sense. Anyway, uh, Furlough is talking to Crichton uh, while he's working on the device and says, Look, well, who else has this? And he's like, nobody. She's like, oh. well, that must be pretty valuable then. Is it always about the money with you, Furlough? <laughs> she's like... Well, what else is there? Or and <laughs> says, Follows it up. After all, how much sex can you have? And John's like, I don't know. I
1: haven't reached the limit yet. I haven't maxed out. <laughs> yeah, maxed out. That's what he says. <laughs> it's
0: like, okay, fair enough. And this tells us a lot about furlough. I mean, what we've all already inferred, but... Yeah. God, she's in it for the money. So she's like, look, here's what we can do. Like, either we give it to nobody, keep it for ourselves, or we sell it to... You know, we use it as deterrent, sell it to one group... And then, you know, keep everybody off and then just pretend or try and sell it to everybody. Yeah, we'll sell it to br-
1: everybody, keep it for ourselves and just pay
0: people to hold the balance. Mm, yeah, We're going, basically she's coming up with mutually assured destruction, but for profit. Yeah. <laughs> and Crichton's like, look, the Scarns have her data, so we have to destroy them. And so... It's like, okay, fine, but
1: afterwards. And then John says, look, if you help me with this, afterwards I'll make you queen of the wormholes. Mm. For like here. I
0: think it says Miss 21st Century Wormhole. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is the exact that's, words. Yeah. That's what it says. And she's like, well, now you're talking. All right, then. So we're partners? Yep, we're partners. And so go... Like, cl- good lie, John. Good lie. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, he's clearly playing her here just to get things sorted out. And so he says, right, clear a path for the shuttle. We're going to fly this thing out there. And so uh, back up on the surface, Aaron has joined Rigel again with some food. And she's like... Hmm, there are a bunch of chariots out there, but they haven't squeezed us into a crossfire, even though they totally could. So why not? And so, back inside, Crichton, you know, he went away to go do some stuff, and he's come back to the module, and the device isn't there. He's like, ah, what? And he hears, like, a revving noise, and he goes around a corner, and Furlow is sat in Basically a, a dune buggy, yeah, a Mad Max style dune buggy. A dune buggy of the chariots. I don't know that it is. It doesn't look necessarily like that. It could just be I mean, something. The chariots have a bunch of them as well. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Anyway, It's it, you know, it's got rusted over and it's got like just like a roll bar and not much else. It's very small and light. She saw, she's sitting and on the right in the, the driver's seat, and in the passenger seat, we see the uh, <laughs> the device. Yeah, and. And <laughs> she's, like, got a pulse pistol out. She's like, sorry, Johnny. Can't let you do that. Can't let you get away with it. Or I'll get away with this to, thing. i move up to the front. I don't want to twist my neck. So he goes around the front. and He's like, okay, like, it looks good on you, but take your pulse pistol out and drop it. And so he Two does. Two fingers. Yep. And the goggles. And then drops the goggles. And she's like, now step on them. So he steps on his goggles. And he's like, right, I'm going to go meet the Dreadnought. I'm going to go meet up with the Scarons and sell it to them they're going to leave, leave me alive and John's like don't do this furlough. she's like nope well i'm I've, I've had enough of hanging around here waiting for that i'm going to go make some money <laughs> and i'm like what do you think's going to happen when you get to the skarrons they kill you and take your stuff yeah they don't have to pay you anything no
1: they're just going you k- can only the only situation in which you can negotiate with Scarons is from a position of power
0: yeah you don't like you might have that but you don't know how to use it you don't no. you won't have a module to fly it in even if you had like i said they just kill you and take your stuff why yeah. would they
1: pay you if they can just shoot you take your stuff keep going
0: and yeah remember this, like this is the Scarons we're talking about mm-hmm. they're not really one for negotiating no but she's still you know she's determined to drive off and make a, a quick buck and just you know get rich with this thing and doesn't care about anything else so the doors open and there's like some light spinning in. And she's like, right, I'm sorry, Johnny. And John's don't like... Don't stand in my way. Yeah. Rev's engine. And he's like, don't do this, fellow. And then a solar flare hits. So it gets incredibly bright. And John's like, ah, because his goggles have been crushed. And she's mm-hmm. got hers on. And she, he just ah and falls down. And she's like, right, I'm off. And drives away. And John's like, Aaron. So we see... Uh, back up with Rigel and Aaron and they're like, "Well, what are, What are they waiting for? And then they see the dune buggy driving across the sand they're like, oh crap, that's, no, no, get him. And uh, then they Fire. see John running. Yeah, after it. Towards the dune buggy that's parked there. So it's like, right, Rigel, keep, cover me, I'm going out. And, she, and Rigel starts firing. Killing more chariots. Mm. Oh, the lucky man. <laughs>
1: Wee Boom! That's two more! Boom! Oh,
0: three! <laughs> so, so... Quad kill. Multi kill. Monster kill. multi Holy shit. <laughs> Wicked sick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, Aaron joins Crichton uh, out on the sand. He's like, right... He, says furlough she made off with the thing we've got to go after her yeah they drive off like they don't ask questions just drive we'll have that conversation later yeah because john's got a car and he's uh, another dune buggy and like Aaron just hops in and so they're going after her and actually like this is proper like a dune buggy this is like a dune buggy chase yes and filmed with cameras like on the car and you can see uh, ben Browder actually driving it, to some nice. which is pretty cool. And apparently, actually, uh, uh, Claudia Black was really glad that Ben Browder was driving, or that because he actually has experience driving rally cars, oh, and nice. stuff before. <laughs> so she's like, "Okay, good. It's a good thing he's got experience with that, because I don't, and I have to, and I have to stand on the dune buggy while it's going about a hundred kilometers an hour." <laughs> yeah,
1: I'd like I'd like somebody at the wheel who knows what they're doing. So yeah, they start driving and. While they're driving, Aaron basically asks John, look, with the knowledge you have in your head right now, can you get back home? Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. Let's do that. When we get out of this, I'll go home with you. It's like, <gasps> and he's like, alright, cool. And Sweet. Like, so, But they're, they're being tailed by the, more charids come after them in another doom yeah. buggy. It's, it's like, like, ah, crap. And
1: Aaron stands up, grabs the gun that's on the uh, doom buggy, aiming backwards and she
0: pulls the trigger and you're just
1: Burr. She's
0: like, great, Frel. Of course, we get the only car in this place that has a gun that doesn't work. It's It's like, like, what, really? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) Aaron says, you know, this is all your fault, right? He's like, how is it my fault? It's like, well, because you know that if I was here by myself, it would work. (laughs) It's like, oh, it's becoming self-aware. Oh God, no! (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: getting meta. It knows the camera is (laughs) there.
0: And so she's like, Right, you go after Furlough, I'll deal with the chariot. Oh. oh, I like the
1: strategizing that she does beforehand. It's like drive straight means they have to follow us in a straight line. I have a plan. Hmm. She drops something out of the car and then she's like, Okay, you follow Furlough, I'll deal with
0: this guy. Okay, love you, love you. <laughs> that's not the best part of the scene though because no, like, no, no. I love you, love you and jo- and John's like still driving, he's like, I love you and like, Aaron like goes to jump out and he just like quickly glances over and pats her on the butt <laughs> yeah, then she just jumps off <laughs> and he gives a look of like <laughs> I love you pink, and then she jumps out <laughs> it's like, oh, John uh, uh, I like that I, because it's, it, it shows how familiar they are I with guess, each other right yeah, now I was just like, come on John this is <laughs> time for this Really, but fair enough. It's also the look at when he when he does it. The look he gives is like, mm, I think I can get away with this. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, fine.
1: Oh, gee, goddamn it, John. God damn so
0: it. yeah, Crichton continues
1: chasing after furlough Yeah, and Aaron just rolls through the sand, stands up, and you can see the car in the the other buggy in the distance, and just revs. Mm. She just stands there, takes her glasses off, mm. and the doom buggy comes barreling towards her. She stays put, and she just pulls her pulse pistol, and just as the doom buggy drives over what she drops, she fires one shot, the thing explodes, and the doom buggy flips, like,
0: yeah, oh, Aaron's such a badass, so badass, yeah, so cool. <laughs> Like, on the whole, I actually quite like the dune buggy chasing and this, this oh, yeah. whole sequence was really good. Also, the whole time I was just thinking Mad Max because it's very, like, the, you've got the, that's similar to the style of the dune buggies that they're driving. It's, you mm-hmm. know, you've got dirty, greasy, like, furlough and they're in Australia, obviously, and they're yeah, full it's of dead. sand. And I'm like, yeah, I can't help but just like witness me the yeah. whole time. He looked at me, he looked at me. <laughs> So, anyway, yeah, Aaron manages to blow up the chariot chasing them, and so Crichton goes after Furlow. I think he's able to get Furlow's vehicle to tip over.
1: Yeah, he basically shoots the engine, I think.
0: Yeah, and so it, um. like, tumbles down a sand dune, and uh, he just goes down there, and so there, he gets down to her, and they've both got their gun out, and it's a standoff. And it's Fur- like, I don't have time for this, Furlow. And she's like, look, I'm not leaving without the weapon. It's like, you should have done the right thing. Furlow's
1: like... You know me so well, don't you, Johnny?
0: <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's something like, it's like, oh, how long have you known me, John? And yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then a solar flare hits. And, of course, John doesn't have his goggles because fellow man yes. crush him. So he has to look away and cover his eyes, which Furlough uses gladly to shove him over, sit on top of him, put the gun to his back. Yeah, and so she's taking him down. So now we go back up to Talon, and the Scarin is getting impatient, he says, I want that, where is the transponder? Where and is it? Stark's like,
1: look, I'm working on it, it's just, these damn controls, I'm Give me some more time. It's like, are you trying to subvert
0: my command? No, no,
1: no, 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 not a little.
0: And I think Chris is like, you want the transponder? Yes. Yeah. I was like, then you shall have it, Talon. And then the little hand of friendship, the thing comes up from behind.
1: Yeah, it actually sneaks up at him before he's like, scaring <laughs> I've been subverting your command. Do you still want the transponder?
0: Yes. Really? Yes. Then you shall have it. <laughs> <laughs> and the back of his neck, and of course the Skarran's like ah, and like stands there and like yelling, and then and Kreis is like Talon, fire, and the guns pop down and just continually shoot at the Skarran, <laughs> just repeatedly yes. until eventually the Skarran dies. Because right, of course, it, being implanted with that thing is incredibly painful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and also, I, I thought it was just used as a targeting point for, for Talon and his guns. But no, it's just to keep the Skaren st stationary still. for yeah. a bit. Yeah. So
0: you can just unload on him. Yeah, and does. Stark
1: does manage to, because the scarron falls over and Stark pulls uh, Kreese away before he gets <laughs> the Skaren right on top of him.
0: <laughs> it's like, thank you. Well, don't expect it to happen again. <laughs> so they're okay. All right, cool. Now we go back down to the planet, and in all the confusion and all the you know the dune buggy getting knocked over, the device has like fallen out and panels off of it, and he's looking, and there's the blue like circle of uh, it was the partanium, like the the stuff that Jack was putting mm-hmm. in, that's glowing blue and like pulsing. Yeah, it's the 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 casing, which he said could have been stronger, has popped, has popped open, off. and Crichton's like okay, it's active now, and by the time the dreadnought gets here. It's going to be useless. I mean, but by the time you get it to the dreadnought, right, yeah. it's going to be useless. So you're you you can not get any money out of this. This is worthless to you. And but we Fro- can still use it to take out the dreadnought. Yeah. And Fellow says, like, we both have to go.
1: Yeah, because she says, look, the casing is already open. There's a massive amount of radiation building up. We should get out. Mm. And John's like, no, no, I can stop it. No, 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 John, you shouldn't.
0: Don't be stick a hero.
1: Up. Yeah, be the one that walks away while the hero gets killed. Yeah, that's always been my motto.
0: Yes, and that that like sums up her character very. I much. I was gonna I say like, that that
1: puts the bow on the whole. This is who Furlow is.
0: Yeah, she's in it for the money and doesn't want to stick around and be the hero. She has no morals behind that whatsoever.
1: <laughs> Not even when it's like. Well, you could do the right thing here. No, I'm just piecing out. Someone call that
0: evil. It, let's not get into that discussion. <laughs> That's a whole nother discussion there. Yeah, it's certainly in this case, she's like caused a lot of problems for Crichton. So she's like, right, well, I'm out. And uh, she leaves him there, and he goes to close it. And he's like, right, okay, it's pulsing. Pulsing, I've got to jump on it. And so he... Between the pulses so I don't get hit. And so he jumps and closes the
1: thing, but... Right before he manages to do that, or I think he shuts something down or anything, before he manages to do that, we see it in slow-mo, just before he reaches it, there's another pulse. A
0: big like, pulse, yeah. radiates him, and he closes it, and he's like, no! Yelling, and he's just, there like, ha- sand falling through his hands, of like, no!
1: No! Maybe you should have approached on the
0: side, or... <sighs> I, don't think, I don't think... I don't think it would have mattered. No, probably not. It's just one of those things, I'm like, I know why did it do that, but... <laughs> Yeah. So, Aaron arrives on the scene. Actually, we had like a short scene of her like tipping over the uh, charred car so she could drive it back. And so she comes up to Crichton, takes him and the uh, device back to the base. She's like,
1: are you okay? And the moment we see the shot of John just sitting there, just staring in the distance, like,
0: shit. It's like, yeah, I'm fine. Lying. <laughs> yeah. And so they head back to base, and they get on over the comms, and Crace asks Rigel, like, what's your status? It's like, and actually, uh, Aaron had, like, dressed Rigel's wound a bit. She, there's a mm-hmm. band around his stomach, so that's why he's still, you know, up and about. And he's like, look, I want to be picked up. Let's... Is Talon okay? Get in here and get us out of here. We can't find Talon. Mm-hmm.
1: And as they get back to the base, however, they do... Talon does even a phone call. So for being out of contact, we had a little um, visitor. How are you all doing down there? And Rigel's like, I want out
0: of here. Look, come pick us up. Get me out. And John's like, "Yeah, no, you guys need to go. You gotta get out of here. I would Like, we've got one shot at taking this dreadnought out. You guys need to leave." And Chris
1: looks at Stark, and Stark just shakes his head. And Crace says, "No, we're staying. We're helping. It, it, the decision is
0: unanimous, ignoring Rigel, obviously." Well, yeah. Well, I mean, from Talon, the the, the Talon is staying. Yeah, a, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and John's And I like, love the music that picks up here. It's like, oh God, yes, I actually have this written down. Like as soon as the, I think it's as soon as the John closes the lid on the device, it starts playing mm-hmm. more somber music. Yeah, but uh, and also like the look. We're all we're all in this together. Yes, it's a lot quieter and a lot more melodic because because um, we've just come off a big action sequence of a big mm-hmm. chase and like a tense standoff, and now it's like now's the quiet the calm before the you know the calm before the storm almost of the final sequence yeah and so it's melodic and quiet and you know kind of a bit sad and when chris says like okay no we're staying uh john's like damn chris don't do don't don't make me like you <laughs> i was going to like you chris asks
1: like is there anything we can do you know what yeah sure make sure the um dreadnought
0: is uh in line with the wormhole as much as you can and what wormhole yeah what wormhole there there isn't one it's like the one i'm about to conjure up like yeah um okay sure (laughs) and john gets he just installed the device on
1: top of his replica module and he goes to get off and he just falls over yeah and everyone's like are you okay john what did she do anything to you no no i'm fine i'm
0: everything is fine she did she didn't do anything to me don't john what is it don't Uh, lie to me And there, and he actually just starts kissing her quite heavily, and then like, she's like, "What's wrong? What what happened?" And he says, "When I fixed the thing, I was exposed to radiation, massive amount of radiation. I couldn't stop it." And Aaron's like, "No, I'm I'm taking the flight. I'm flying." It's like, "No, you can't, Aaron. I know you you
1: you can coach me through this." It's like this this is half intuition, half. what did he say? Half intuition, half gut feeling.
0: Yeah, something. Like that. He he can't coach her through it. Like he only knows what to do when he's up there. You know, it's subconscious, really. Yeah. So he can't uh, coach her through it. He has to do it himself. And she says, "Like, so what? It's
1: your life for all of ours." Hmm. And John responds, "Yeah. Well, how how are you any different?"
0: Yeah. It's so, like because I love you.
1: Then you know why I have to do this.
0: Yeah. And she's like she's Tear, crying this tears point. in her eyes and uh yeah and he's like look i'm coming back let's do yeah. this and so he gets in the module and the doors open and so the module launches and now mm-hmm. you know the music picks up a bit of like more tension like you know and so he's flying out, and Crace messages the dreadnoughts like, Scarran dreadnought! Approach f- no closer! <laughs> or you if will you, be destroyed! If you do, you will be engaged, and you will be destroyed. <laughs> like, Alright, good good job, Crace. That, 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 that'll get him. The year what Stark said after that. What does he say? He must be terrified. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, nice one. <laughs> it's like, matter-of-factly, like, yeah, they must be terrified. Right, quaking in their boots. And... <laughs> Erin <laughs> is also planting explosives all over Furlow's base so that you know yeah. can't... any research they need to destroy after this mm. and so Crankton's up uh, in orbit around the planet and just waiting it's like, okay okay and what wormhole there's no wormhole and because he's talking with Chris and Talon like make sure that they're lined up it's like what wormhole this one, because then there's a flare that comes up. And it's like, all mm-hmm. right, his baby wormhole going to grow. Here we go. And mm-hmm. so it basically creates a wormhole. Yeah, I don't know exactly how he just... And it's there. Hmm. Probably part of the device, because remember yeah. when they were there the first time, it was the solar flares that let them make the wormholes. Yeah, that actually created a
1: wormhole. So
0: So uh, he's able to just create a wormhole, and then Kreis and... Start, you know, can maneuver the dreadnought in front of it. Yeah, and I like that. Cray says, like, he changes the tune towards the scarons Like,
1: no, uh, we surrender, dreadnought, please. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't shoot us. We mean you any harm. It's like says Talon. Like, Talon, turn off your guns. Make it
0: convincing. Yeah, make, lure them in. Make them believe. And so then we're cutting back and forth between everybody because Aaron blows up the base and goes and joins Rigel in the turret. Yeah, and it's like. What did you just do? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I destroyed the base. Okay, it had to be done. And so the wormhole is there, like, floating in space. Big, well, normal wormhole we've seen before. You know, big swirly thing mm-hmm. of, of blue like a drain. energy. Yeah, like a drain. And then John in the module is like, right, here we go. And then starts going around inside of it, activating the displacement engine. Yeah, it's almost like he has jet burners on because there's yeah. a yellow line trailing him. It was like, basically like a ring of fire going around the inside. Yeah, you can
1: see the center, uh, I mean, the
0: part that, the
1: deepest part of the wormhole start to move. Mm. And you see something yellow through it.
0: Yeah, and, the, you know, the star, the sun or whatever is in the background very prominently with the bright light coming off it because of the solar flare. And what happens is. Because Stark says right before this happens, like, it's touching this star. Yeah, like the other end of the wormhole goes to the surface of that sun. Assuming it's the surface, I'm actually thinking it's inside it. Well yeah, it it goes and touches it and so, because what happens is the Dreadnought is right in front of it and out of the wormhole comes this massive ball of plasma from the sun, from the star, and just heads directly for the Dreadnought. It's actually
1: dragging the wormhole with it.
0: Yeah. If you pay attention. You see the wormhole
1: just behind it and just launches itself straight at the Dreadnought, hits the Dreadnought, stops, and just starts sucking the entire Dreadnought in, into its gravitational pull.
0: Well, also, just like, the heat from the thing, it's just disintegrating the Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. And, and st- even all the fighters and everything around it are all just pulled in and
1: destroyed. Met. Yeah. And then the wormhole closes, and there's just a, there's
0: nothing left. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's one hell of a weapon. That's why it you know, can destroy a planet. Like Point that at a planet. like Throw a glob of star matter at a planet. Just, it's not going to go well for, even it, for if you. I think it's not even just throwing a glob of star matter at a planet. I think it's just like push the star against the planet. But yeah, it'll like, just suck it right in. You've got the, got the gravity and all the heat, and it'll just destroy everything. So, yeah, that's... That's why you can't give that to anybody because yes. that's too powerful. Also, like remember when I said like there's a reason that these two paths are called uh, da- are named after Daedalus and Icarus because this is too close to, to the, the, sun. the sun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ah, you see. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, I still hold that father and son dynamic. Oh yeah, also Jack, look, that you know? also
0: is there as well. Like it's a double meaning, uh, but when and everything. When it touched the sun and threw like all the stuff at it, it was like, oh, I see. Fle- flew too close to the sun. I see. So, okay. They blew up the Scar and Dreadnought by basically launching it into the into the sun with a wormhole.
1: Yeah, or lobbing a sun at it. Yeah, either way. <laughs>
0: way <you> put <laughs> Look it. at it, yeah. And Aaron, Aaron calls out for Crichton, and she's like, Crichton, are you there? Crichton! And he's, just, he's still there. It's like, I told you I'd come back. And then we cut, and when... Come back. The cut is they're in, on Talon and mm-hmm. we're in a bedroom. I think it's Chris's quarters. Yeah. If I remember I rightly. And, At least that that's it. And, and Crichton is in bed, lying sort of set up against the headboard, just sort of mm-hmm. very clearly in a bad way. This and, is oh, a tough scene. This is. And they're all around him. And Crace comes in and says, it's like the anti-radiation medicine from Talon's emergency kit should, and Kryon's like, no, man, I know it's too much. Nothing. Don't lie to me. Nothing can be done. And actually, when we get a close-up of John, there is some extra makeup on him. He's got like splotches, very, it's very subtle, but he looks like splotches around his face and hands um, that he's suffering from the radiation sickness. And he says to Kreis, like,
1: you need to take care of them now. Find whatever good is in your heart, find the better part of you, and do that. I like when that when he says, "You have to take care of them now." I'm hearing them as
0: Stark and Rigel, because I think
1: Eren could take care of herself just <laughs> fine.
0: Yeah, and Chris says, "Your sacrifice does not go unnoticed, Commander." And yeah. and I will, I will take I, care of them. If you can, I hope you can believe that. And John actually says, "You know, I hate long goodbyes." And then Chris just says, "Okay, goodbye," and then he leaves. leaves. And so Rigel floats in. Hey, Sparky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he comes up to the front of Rigel, sort of looking down. and he says, "Hey, you, my stuff. You can't have it." <laughs> and they both they both start laughing at that. Yeah.
1: And Rigel's <laughs> like, "It's going to be hard not thinking about you." Mm.
0: And Crichton's like, "I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you, Dominar." Dominar. Yeah. Yeah. And so Rigel goes off, and then Crichton just starts coughing and convulsing a bit it's like <clears throat> oh yeah and- stark leans in puts his hand on his face and
1: lifts his mask up a little bit and that seems to comfort john hmm. and then i love this it's very very subtle because stark pulls his hand away and john grabs it puts it back And then Stark pulls it away, and Stark just nods and walks away. It's like they didn't have to
0: share words there. They did that through whatever connection Stark can do. And so we're just left with Eren and Crichton. Oh, dear God. Oh, okay. I got wet eyes on this. Yeah, I had tears in my eyes. Mm, This is, oh, this is powerful stuff because... Aaron, we have close ups with Aaron and Crichton, and you can tell, you know, she's crying, she's you know, distraught, and says, Look, ugly I'm crying. Yeah, and she says, I'm angry, you know, we had such good times. And Crichton says, Look, I, I wouldn't change it from the world. And I really like this because he says, You made me a better person. <laughs> and Aaron responds, Like, well, that wasn't hard. <laughs> and they, I like that they both can laugh at that. Yeah, it, th-
1: laughing through the tears. Mm. Very good acting, like yeah. Claudia Black,
0: and you know Ben Browder's doing a good job. Just because he's very clearly exhausted and like just barely hanging on, and he's yeah give, delivering his lines in like a low whisper almost. Of, not like, if, he, yeah, and he's not looking at her. He he looks like he can barely move, mm-hmm. and she says like I love you so much, and he says and I love I love you, and she said I would have gone to Earth, I would have gone with you. I'm sorry
1: that he'll never get to meet my dad, my real dad, yeah. and that I never got to meet
0: yours, and I was like, wait, that's why I was like, oh right, Crichton's mom's dead, and he met her mom, mom is dead as well <laughs> and and he met her he met yeah, mom. and I
1: mean Aaron's dad is also dead dead,
0: yeah, that's why I'm like, okay, right <laughs> Jack
1: was the only one left, yeah, he's, he's the only one left,
0: mm. yeah, but the says, I'm sorry about a lot of things. But she's like, no, no, you don't be. I don't want, you, I don't to want go- you to go like that. Don't go that way. He says, like, look, hey, you know what? It's funny. Scorpius is gone. I'm at peace now. I don't want to hurt. Like, I did some good things, right? I'm proud of my life and when I'm with you. The music, by the
1: way, oh. behind this is so good. Especially the clarinet mm. that goes through this. It, mm. it takes a while before it slowly builds up. Mm. Especially when they 'cause they kiss at some point, Aaron moves herself in front of him and just they just kiss passionately and the music crescendos mm. to that, and after that it drops back again, yeah, and then he says one more thing, oh yeah, which is and he said, he says it's fine,
0: i've never felt better and then he just this is really subtle from Ben Browder as well he just stops moving yeah there's no like <clears throat> no closing of eyes or anything, he just stops. Which is I'm I really like that they did that because so often like you get a big like and <laughs> I feel like that could have ruined the scene if there was too big of a end mm-hmm. or something and Aaron just breaks down crying and Yeah, just, she's just like she she reaches for
1: his face and just doubts for a second she hand clearly shaking tears rolling down their eyes ugly sobbing mm. and she just puts her hand over his eyes closes them we pull back we, yeah and we see her just shaking the, again a detail
0: that i it's like mm. she just crawls into bed with him and rests her head against his and like pulls the covers over both of them still crying yeah. and sobbing and shaking and, and that fucking that just uh, just uh that breaks that uh, the
1: fact that she doesn't walk
0: away or anything she just crawls into bed with him just breaks my heart oh uh, it's the saddest thing and that's Sadly, that's where we end the episode. And the only thing I could think at the end, he never got to go home. No, he never did. Okay, so that was uh, that was the end of Infinite, <sighs> Infinite Possibilities, Part Two. Icarus abides. And before we move on to uh, do, you know how we thought felt about the episode, um, Ian Watson, who's the director on this episode, describes mm-hmm. that. Five, the last five seconds where where Aaron realizes that Crichton has died as the finest he's worked on the show in the first three seasons. Like his, he thinks that he feels that that's his best work as a director.
1: It's very very good, hmm. especially the fact that she, like especially the moment where she's like she realizes it and she just breaks down. You can see her doubting if she should close his eyes or not, even though she yeah. knows she should. And
0: like I said, her crawling into bed with him hmm. just. Oh, oh it's so sad. Oh. And also another quick bit of background info. So the line um, I've never felt better mm-hmm. is a reference to the actor Douglas Fairbanks and he was from the early days of film so he died in 1939. So he was in like silent movies like Thief of Baghdad, Robin Hood, Mark of Zorro mm-hmm. and his famous he has like famous last words of in uh, 1939 he had a heart attack and died later at home and his famous last words were I've never felt better so it's it's kind John's of last words were a reference <laughs> yeah i think so I, you can either look at it that way of like an in-universe thing of him making a reference or just like a script writer nod to something either way I, either way is valid let's put it i that was way.
1: gonna say i'll take i'll take i mean both work if, if it's in-universe it's still the writer who also put it there but yeah i think in-universe john would have done that yeah <laughs> like i want
0: one last laugh (laughs) before i go all right so okay few little bits of background about those last few scenes so that was the episode um holy shit (laughs) holy shit what a way to end for one thing yeah the rest of the episode, plot like it flowed very nicely. With, it you flows like, very nicely. Good action scenes, good am, therefore butts. Yeah. If I say them after each other, therefore butts. <laughs> therefore but. Um Yeah, that, that's not what I meant, but yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the conflict that gets brought in by way of furlough, it's, it, you know, furlough's character actually is a, pretty much a standout of the two-parter because we are used to you know, everybody else gets to see more of furlough and everything that she does. You, we we know very clearly what her motivations are, which oh, is yeah. profit. It's very clear who furlough is. Yeah, which is great because then when she does stuff that gets in the way of you know when she causes conflict, it comes from uh, her characterization that we understand, which is making profit. Mm-hmm. It's not just well we need to introduce some more trouble. So here's uh, no, it her motivations make sense. So that's yep. good, I like it flows on from the last episode we 've got all the action scenes and the quiet drama scenes and just the final punch of the Crichton dying like we've, we've, we've said this before like they have two Crichtons. and so they could kill one, and they did, and they killed. And I, I was thinking about this, like you've mentioned this before, but like when is the m- best time to twist the knife It's like this Crichton got everything he wanted. he got Scorpius yes. out of his head, he had a relationship with air and she was going to go to earth with him, and of course he dies like of yeah, course he's he the one who had, dies he
1: also had the wormhole knowledge
0: yeah, he had the wormhole knowledge he had everything. everything he wanted, so of course you kill him off
1: <laughs> and something that I've realized through the last couple of episodes where the, mm. the this John and Aaron have been together, because John was still the main character, he's Definitely. still the main character in these episodes. Definitely, but I've realized that in the relationship, especially going forward, John was Aaron's love interest, Yeah. not the other way around. Because mm. now this this is going to inform Aaron's character massively. Oh god, and John's character is
0: just dead. Well, that John is. That Remember, John we've is. still got the John on Moya. And so we're back to one. We're back to one, and it's inevitable that they're going to meet up again right that's going to be awkward oh that's going to be fun interesting oh <laughs> oh man i can't wait for all the wrong reasons <laughs> <laughs> drama but yeah like they did it actually they did it they killed off a Crichton, and so yeah. we're back down to one and they did it in a way that made sense that was not just oops we you know got rid of one and it, it carried the weight of that I, I think they were very very smart by with the twinning process in the first place to say these are mm-hmm. equal and original there's not an original yeah. and a clone so that when this one dies you feel that punch that emotional yeah thing. no
1: matter how that's why i said he never got to go home he yeah. had a home back on earth they
0: both had mm. So yeah, like when that Crichton dies, it feels real. It's not just oh, it's okay. We've got a spare. You do feel that because they are both as valid as each other. And
1: especially at this point, they've had separate lives. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. However briefly.
0: Well, let's have a look. So uh, this was episode fifteen of season three, and Eat Me was episode six. So we had nine episodes of separate Crichtons. So this was the fifth episode with Talon Crichton yeah and
1: swap back and forth,
0: well, apart from this two parter this two parter actually breaks the cycle, oh right, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah, <laughs> because we just go from straight from part one to part two without going to Moya, so yeah, all right, I think it's fair to say overall, this was a really good episode and uh followed up nicely on from last week, mm-hmm. and just has that heavy emotional punch at the end of it, so let's put a let's put a rating on it. everybody knows what we're going to do here, right, it's five out of five, yeah five five out of five, yeah, yeah
1: like, there's. <laughs> I I think there's nothing in this episode that I didn't like.
0: Only stuff I wasn't so uh, hot on was Jack,
1: really. Yeah, Jack's a bit of an idiot.
0: Yeah, and I th- I like Jack was better. I think I like Jack more in the last episode because he was explaining more about you know where his motivations of the Ancients and his relationship mm-hmm. to them in this he's mostly before he gets killed he's just working on the thing and doesn't really yeah. do a whole lot and also the whole thing with the skaren on
1: talon like it adds a bit an extra complication to the mix mm. that's about it yeah. nothing
0: really comes of it like it's not bad and it's fine to have like that b plot but equally mm-hmm. you could just take it out and it wouldn't affect anything yeah, but, you're right. No, that would have nothing would have nothing changed about that guy. But either. like like I said, it doesn't detract from anything. It's actually yep. it's totally fine. So the fact that it's doesn't need to be there is a, is it's fine. It's whatever. Especially the fact that the start when it happens you're like, "Yes, no, just Keep piling on the trouble. No, just yeah. add some more. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like I said, it doesn't take away from the episode, so I'm not going to take points off from it. No. I'm just, it ultimately... That, end, that ending is
1: so good. Mm. That earns them so much extra points to make up for that.
0: Yeah, especially just the acting from like Ben Browder and Claudia Black do so, work so well together. And yeah. Cla- Claudia Black is always so good at selling like emotion, which is just great for scenes like this. And so, yeah, five out of five, and I think it's well earned. And like, like, we've talked about this before, where we've rated episodes four that were otherwise, you know, where we've said I wouldn't really change anything. But the reason they don't get a five is because they don't have that extra bit of punch to them. Yeah, like Ex- extra thing that do- that it does really, really well. That it that really sets it apart, and that's what this episode had with the death of Crichton, death of Talon yeah. Crichton, and just the wormhole, like. Oh the wormhole. I'll be
1: completely honest. Blowing up a um a dreadnought by sucking it into
0: a sun. It's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty metal. Also, like, yeah, like the wormhole. I like that. Like a wormhole weapon, it's like, oh that's clever. Like you point one end of the wormhole at a star, the other end or whatever you want to destroy and just just let it go. That's you wanna get even more heavy duty with that?
1: Stick it in a black hole. Yeah. A black hole. <laughs> it's like get the other end in- inside
0: a black hole, like take I'm, out an entire system. I'm pretty sure there was an episode of Stargate S G one where that happened. Uh, where they open they opened the Stargate yeah, to a planet open, going around a black heart. hole and everything goes to shit. Yeah, <laughs> because time slows down and all that it's, crap yeah uh,
1: it's we'd have to get way too into that episode what i do like is that later in the series they cut call back to it
0: oh they use they... it like to to shunt somebody off there or something don't they
1: yeah that's one but also when they have they give a list of stargate addresses to an alien species that turns out to be evil later and they're like but well, we gave them the whole list and o'neill just responds yeah well the first address is uh right next to a black hole and the, the list gets darker from there
0: <laughs> we gave them the crap list anyway that's okay. that's a whole that's uh, different series different here.
1: podcast not our podcast no
0: <laughs> oh god no uh, we don't have time to do 10 seasons <laughs> i love the series but, but no no all right so anyway aside um Yeah, Infinite Possibilities, Part 2, Icarus Abides, 5 out of 5, really good episode, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens when uh, the two crews meet up again, which is bound to happen at some Mm -hmm. point. We'll see when that happens. I don't believe it happens next week, because next week we go back to Moya, uh, just in a regular, well, a Moya-centric episode. Next week's episode is episode 16, and it's called Revenging Angel. Ooh, I like that. I'm only going to give you the briefest of summaries, because there's a lot to spoil. Basically, Crichton aboard Moya gets knocked unconscious by a hyper-raging Dargo, and they and the story unfolds from there. Oh, I this might go where I'm hoping it goes. <laughs> we'll find out next week, so stick around for that. Anyway, uh, that's I think that's going to be it from us this week. Because yep. yeah, another re- really good episode. I think season three, on the whole, apart from the the few Moya episodes since they split off. Mm-hmm. has been pretty good. has yep. been really good. And I mean, Even last, the most recent Moya yeah. episode was good. Scratch and Sniff, yeah, that was fun. And we are now heading towards the final act of Season 3.
1: Like six episodes left?
0: Yeah, uh, next week's Episode 16, and there are 22 episodes in total. So, yep, we're, so we're closing in on the end of Season 3. So you can expect, again, things to start ramping up which they kind of already have with the death of uh, <laughs> was one, one say. Crichton. So, yeah, we'll be back next week with uh, Revenging Angel. Uh, until then, you can find us around the web on Twitter at Cartwell Hats and at RedNightmare7. Yep. Hey, and uh, go to CartwellHats.co.uk for previous episodes, links to the RSS feeds and iTunes and uh other projects all of which is supported by the patreon patreon.com can't wear hats lets me do this show and edit it and all the other things you know Lets all of this happen and uh if you find us on itunes you know like comment subscribe all one word you know the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and it helps uh spread the word about the show yep anyway we'll be back next time uh thanks for listening everybody have a good week goodbye for now Wee- Bye. Bye. Podcast out of danger. Uh, I have been and always shall be your friend.
1: Hang on, are you lying on the floor for wait? No, hang on, that's my joke.